Now today, in uh, 2020, 50 years later from that event, we are meeting in an upper room and we are going to talk about something that uh, God has put on my heart. It's been a long time coming and I've taken uh, stabs at this uh, here and there throughout uh, our time together, but I feel like God's having me uh, put a flag in the ground today and writing the vision and making it plain so that he who reads it may run with it. That's what Habakkuk said. Um, and God said that to Habakkuk. He said, write the vision and make it plain. Now, I'm going to do my part to make it as plain as it's been made to me and then trust that, that God will, by His Spirit, um, interpret to you what you are to hear and how you are to receive the vision. Okay? But I am uh, 2020 unpacking our vision. Okay? I've never done a year vision before um, for my life personally or uh, for us corporately. I'm not against them. I think it's wise and helpful. But I just have never felt led to like establish a clear vision. But as I was in prayer a couple weeks ago, something came into my heart uh, during my one-on-one with God about specifically this ministry. And, and God started speaking to me and giving me a vision for this year. So what I want to do today is I want to take the flag and I want to stick it in the proverbial ground and let you see what's on that flag. It's the vision for this house. And I believe that there's an invitation for you to read it and for you to participate and for you to rally around this flag. Um, and I just want to invite you. It's, it's all, all are welcome. Uh, but there's no expectation. You know, there's no expectation on my part. I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to trumpet and I'm going to talk with conviction. And I, I believe... Um, I'll be, I believe I'll keep your attention, too, because there's some good stuff to say. But it's a welcome to, to hear and see, read, and experience the vision. Now, I even brought a whiteboard today. I'm hoping this will stay up there. There we go. A little bit. There you go. Now, look at that. Red, white, and blue. You know, there is Holy Spirit patriotism. Did you know that? You know, for whether, you know, Sue hails from Kenya, there's Holy Spirit patriotism for her and her country in Kenya. Not everything's perfect in Kenya, right, Sue? There's some stuff that needs some addressing in Kenya. Not everything is perfect in America. There's some stuff that needs addressing here. But you know what? There's a Holy and Holy Spirit patriotism that God wants to rise up. And let me tell you one thing. Some of you have danced in your minds with an American-hating spirit. Let me tell you right now, that's not Jesus, but it is a spirit. So don't dance with that thing. Do not dance. It's one thing to feel convicted about the way that we in our land are cooperating with injustice. It's another thing to hate the beautiful thing God loves. Don't hate his people. Don't hate this nation. Love this nation, and she will love you, okay? All right, 2020 vision. Taryn. Now, why Taryn? Well, I was in prayer, and um, the Lord put it in my heart to ask for the vision for 2020. And the only thing I got, strangely enough, was this clear picture. I told Karis, I was telling Karis, you got a picture of a girl? <laughs> this clear picture of a girl I went to elementary school with, the middle school and high school. She's a Jessamine County original, my friend, Taryn Riley. 
She's now married. What is her married last name? Taryn. It's not Riley anymore. She got married. Um, anyway, Taryn's a, a cool girl. But I saw a picture of her. I couldn't get out of my mind. And for about, I mean, I don't know how long it was. A long time, I was like, Lord, all right, I believe there's something there because you're showing me that so clear. But what about the 2020 vision? And I had nothing until I submitted. And here's a little teaching point. Guys, we have to let the Lord communicate to us the way He wants to. He is the Lord. If He wants to show you a picture of a girl you went to elementary school with and say, this is how I'm going to speak to you, let Him. Okay? There's a teaching point here. If we humble ourselves and let Him have His way, our lives will be blessed. Part of the reason we have a lot of stuff in our lives that causes angst is because we have a tough time humbling the Lord and receiving what He gives. We want Him. We'll worship Jesus, but we want to do it in our way. Guys, let Him speak to us the way He wants to. So He shows me the vision of Taryn. And then finally, when I got around to it, to saying, okay, Lord, I receive that. Then He started unpacking. So today on 2-2, I'm giving you a 2-2 punch. You've heard of one-two punch. You know, Jesus is a boxer, by the way, too. Okay? He will, I mean, Paul even talked about it. He's like, I'm not like a boxer who just beats the air. And Paul said, look, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Okay? So when Paul was saying, hey, I don't just beat the air. I knocked some jaws in the spirit. And he did because the demons even said, oh, we know who Paul is. He's a TKO. We don't know who you are, sons of Sceva. We're going to take you out. We're going to TKO you. But Paul, we don't like to mess with Paul. He, like, he messes up our cities. That boy throws a nasty right hook. He's got some jabs. What do you think Paul was talking about when he said, I fought wild beasts in Ephesus? What do you think he was talking about? I think he was talking about having a, like a, a headbutton contest with an ox? No. He was saying there are beasts in the spiritual realm, not boxing. Okay? So, Jesus, he's so boss, he's like, he doesn't even have to do the one-two punch. Because, you know, one-two, so, so you get some momentum. You rock back on this one, like that. See my boxing skills? Yeah. I've never been trained officially before. Born and bred in a family of three brothers. Come on now. But Jesus is so boss, he doesn't need any momentum. He stands here like this. With uh, the baddest, biggest, most scary set of pectoralis muscles you've ever seen. Like, I don't need your leg momentum. He's like, the father told me how to do the two-two punch. Two pop! Pop! See, he does two at a time. You know what I'm saying? If you tried to box like that, you'd get, you know. But Jesus, he didn't, he didn't play by our human rules. He's like, two, two. Okay, so I'm going to give you two, 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 two punch, all right? From Jesus to you on 2-2. Two, two. The first 2-2 two, two punch is together. They don't work. You've got to take them together, okay? The first is terrain. And the subheading for that is take the land. Terrain is land, okay? This is what the vision is. Here's my flag. The first point is take the land. We're going to take this land. And you're going to take this land. Kristen has been taking ground these last two weeks. 
Have you not? You've been taking ground. See, her eyes, there's even more clarity in her eyes, her countenance. It's happening right here. She's taking ground back from the enemy. We're talking about she's taking ground that has been taken for hundreds of years in her bloodline. Thought patterns and behaviors that have driven her family into the ground and, and, and eaten up her soul. She is now taking land back right before our eyes. So this first word is not just like taking land externally. This is firstly you taking your land. And I know personally, and I've had talks with individuals, many individuals in here, I'm thinking like all at once, like so many individuals in here who I've talked with about how the enemy has ravaged you over the years and has ravaged your families. It is time. Look at this conference. It's not from me. It is time to take back what's been stolen. We're going to take back all the land has stolen. We're going to take it back. We're going to take the land. Because that's who, who, that's who we roll with. A taking the land kind of God. Always was, always will be, forever and ever. Amen. And He is right now in our midst. And I'm just here saying, I'm with Him. And I invite you to come on that journey of taking back what's been stolen. We've lost more than we realize. Take back the land. Take the terrain, man. Take the terrain, man. Alright. Second one that goes with this, this is the way we do it. What are you going to go? You're going to go on a, a demon boxing hunt? You're going to go get your destiny back? You're going to find out that we're called to take the land and then you're going to go make a man plan? Go on a man mission with some ambition? That's not going to work. Can't wait for the Spirit. But if you just say, I'm waiting for the Spirit, and you're not taking any ground, what do you say? Uh, God's a taking ground, my God. Our waiting is not to be without productivity. So, take the land, but tarry for the rain. We'll unpack that. The second two, two punch, using Taryn. Teach Asbury Remnant and Nicholasville. What does that mean? I'll unpack it a little bit more. Something that God set up from the beginning with this little work was a serving posture towards the students of Asbury, particularly the students at the university, but the seminary is also included in that. We've got people who are connected to the seminary, some people who might be heading that way who are part of this community. Okay? Asbury is very important. This whole town was kind of built around Asbury. It was Scott Station, essentially, before Asbury came. In fact, Mike Pence, the Vice President of the United States of America, did you know he gave his heart to Jesus on these very grounds where you sit? These very grounds right now were the place where that man who holds a whole lot of authority in our nation and who could hold up a whole lot of authority in the days ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if he's God's man in the season ahead. It's not like... Like, write it down, prophecy, decoder, Travis says that it's going to happen. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Now, Mike Pence, 
says, it's like I was saved in 1972 or something in Asbury, Kentucky. <laughs> we didn't know that we were actually called Wildmore. <laughs> we didn't know, Hong, that we were Wildumore. My friend Hong is renamed uh, Wildmore, Wildumore. God will do more here. Yes, yes, that's right. Mike Pence called it Asbury because Asbury is such a heartbeat of this community. Okay? So it's important for us to honor who the Lord honors. The Lord honors Asbury Institution. He honors the man who started it. He honors what it is today. And even though, and I say this unashamedly, okay? Now, I owe Asbury my life. I mean, I, God encountered me in a way that I'm still rolling with. And he gave me the best gift I've ever had via Asbury, um, as far as like a gift outside of the spirit. And that's my wife, Karis, whose name means gift. So I owe a whole lot to Asbury, all right? So I'm a big Asbury fan. And I, I see, not with clarity, but I actually see the future in substance of where God wants to go with Asbury. And that future, I want my daughter to be a part of, okay? But there's some things that need to be addressed. Okay? That's all I'll say. There's some things that need to be addressed by His Spirit. Just like there's things that need to be addressed in us and the city at large. But God wants us to honor Asbury. And one of the key things that this ministry is called to do in the coming days is wash the feet, push the backs, undo the heavy burdens on the shoulders of Asbury students. But doesn't just stop there and Nicholasville. Something God's been real clear about is there are broken in Nicholasville who are des- desperate for Jesus. And they are desperate to receive what God wants to give through Wilmore. And we are a little part of the Wilmore plan. And we are called to serve Nicholasville. To wash the feet of Samaria, if I can call it Nicholasville that, Okay? To wash the feet of Nicholas. So, we'll see how much we get into that as well. But again, it's not just Asbury, not just Nicholasville. It's what they represent. We're ready to receive whoever else will bring here. Laura has been seeing a repeated vision of a line streaming from the road there, here, here to this building, right, Laura? Now, I'm going to say some specific things because there's some specific things that I feel God's put in my heart as far as timelines. You're going to get some rock-solid, concrete information today. Some of you are like, yes, information. Like, I'm going to give you some information today. Now, that's subject to change with God's Spirit, but I'm going to give you the best that I know so you can be informed. I don't know if what Laura's seeing actually happens in the next several weeks or if it's metaphorical for coming ahead and after we're out of here. But she's just seeing something that what's done in here is a part of bringing the stream in. I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe there's going to be a stream of people who God appoints. And we are to receive them and serve them. We're to teach them the way of love. But we've got to get some teaching by of His Spirit to be empowered. If we're, if we're honest, if we're honest, let me just say this. If we're honest, I don't think we're ready today. We, God can make us. But if we're honest, I don't think we are ready I don't think we have koinonia and agape and even phileo love flowing in between us to welcome the broken addicts of Nicholasville in here. I mean, God can do it. But if I'm being real and honest, I think we have too much of like, you know, our own stuff and like thoughts about one another and, you know, lack of love 
we'd be, they'd be like, oh, I thought y'all were supposed to love each other. Like, I don't even really, y'all kind of hang out sometimes. Uh, I'm not bride moms. I'm just talking real to us. Why would I take time to do anything else? But look, there's no condemnation. It's just saying God's like going to help us love one another better so we can be ready to love the people he brings in. Whoever they are. The remnant. That's why that word is. There will be people crawling out of the rocks in Wilmore. There will be people coming from here or there. There will be people who move. They'll be like sucked in from Louisville. Come to Wilmore. They'll be sucked in from Oklahoma. Come to Wilmore. Pennsylvania. He's going to bring them here. We've got to get ready to receive them this year. And the second part is learn to celebrate and serve together. Somebody's like, this is I don't know. Look, I, I, I didn't try real hard, but I was like, I can't really fit that into Taryn anyway. Here's the thing. You've got to go with the way God leads you. So there was a cute little, like, yeah, Taryn, Terry for rain, Taryn, Terry, you know, it works, and then, yeah. And then learn to celebrate and serve together. Well, Lord, uh, yes, sir. That just needs to be said, evidently. That's the second part of it. Okay, so that it fits in. We need to learn to celebrate and serve together. Which is kind of the point I was just making. So we, so we can get ready for the remnant. Whether it's more Asbury students or Nicholas Villians. I don't want to call them Nicholas Villains. <laughs> I mean, I, that's where I went to school. I'm, I'm, I've got Nicholas Villain me. Some of you guys dwell in Nicholasville now. So. But if we've got to get ready to receive these broken ones, we need to learn to celebrate and serve together. Okay? So, uh, we got a great teacher on our hands. He's a rabbi. His name is Jesus. And he knows how to celebrate. In fact, one of the first things he did, he's like, oh, you guys, you need some help with your party? Okay. I wasn't going to act, but, you know, mom said I should, and then you know me, I don't do anything to dad, unless dad says, even though I love my mom, I say mom, and, and even though and John, he says woman, there's a term of endearment in those days, okay, he wasn't saying woman, he was saying, oh, dear precious woman who is my mother, he really was, okay, he's like, it's not my time, and then she said, do whatever he says, Mary, did you miss that? No, no, no. Mary is actually pulling something out of God's heart. Mary was moving in the spirit. And then all of a sudden, God switched to Jesus. He's like, oh, okay, Father. It was not time three seconds ago. Now it's time. All right. Yeah, fill those things up. And yeah, uh, we got one. Hey, let's, let's party. Let's celebrate. Jesus is a celebrator. He was actually called a drunkard because he celebrated so much. He was called a wine bibber. Because every time you turn around, Jesus is laughing in the midst of a party. And those, those, those Pharisees and Sadducees, couldn't they, they thought he was compromised in his morality. He's like, no, this is, this is pure holiness right here. Okay? He's like, I'm not going to agree with wickedness at all. And the same one who wrote Proverbs is not going to condone drunkenness, by the way. So don't think that that's like, he's cool with us getting drunk. He's not. Do not be drunk with wine. Don't try to twist that anyway to fill your belly with your carnal desires, house of God. He's not cool with that. But 
He's like, I got something better. Be filled with the Spirit. And I'm telling you, there is a drunkenness that's not just charismatic flippancy. There's a drunkenness of the Spirit, an intoxication of the Spirit, that is going to be far beyond anything the earth or man can manufacture. I've got a promise on that. I can talk right now, I'm tempted to, about the Holy Smoke. I used to be, I'm going to be real honest with you, I used to be a marijuana worshiper. Okay? I'd never really met somebody who, who worshipped it with the intensity that I, that I did. Okay? But God said to me, Travis, I have the Holy Smoke. I have the Holy Smoke. The smoke that filled up the temple. Something way beyond. So, yes. Now, let me say a couple things. So celebrate. We're going to, yeah, we'll come back to that. Let me unpack terrain. A couple specific things for you. Let me start with big picture. God wants us to take the ground together. He wants us to take this ground, adventure serve. Okay, in 2012, I had a conversation with a man who was an Asbury Seminary student, and he's actually, um, was a former CPA, and out of nowhere, God started opening his eyes up to the spiritual realm. He started seeing angels and demons. He's been taken into heaven. He's been taken into hell. Um, and it just blew him away because he was just like a calm, you know, CPA who was trying to go to seminary, and, you know, it just, it, it took him for a wild ride. So this started happening some years ago, and then in 2012, I had a conversation with this man, and this man said to me that he was shown the central point of spiritual conflict in all of Wilmore is right here on these grounds. And he told me that back in 2012. And it wasn't up until 2018 where God said, now it's time to go to that place. All right? Go to that place. 2012 was also the same year that Karis, who doesn't have a whole lot of visions, she got a vision of these grounds with the phrase Great Commission Fellowship. And she knew it didn't refer to GCF, who's a, a brother and sisterly congregation who meets here in Wilmore. It referred to a, a phrase of, in of itself back in 2012. So what I'm saying, guys, is this. There's so much more I could say about that, but here's the point. There is a spiritual contest to be won involving overthrowing spiritual beings on this ground, it is not something you see with your physical eyes. It's something that's happening in the spirit, but it's actually more real than the natural realm that existed before us. There is an arrogance, a hubris of our Greek molded minds that wants to elevate what we see above the spiritual realm and wants to poo-poo or foo-foo or snicker, sneer, mock, jeer, whatever, at spiritual talk. And if that's what you want to, if you want to bite that bait and go into that mindset, I'll pray that God pulls you out of that mindset. But for those who will come into agreement with this, come on, because I'm there. I'm there. I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm there to the point this thing needs to be taken care of in the Spirit. And some of you are filling your hearts, that's what I was born to do. I was born to take down wicked thrones from the enemy. So that a whole company of people. What a noble task. What a noble task that God will call you together. Whoever you are, 
He would call you together to dethrone wicked spirits who have been ruling in the heavenly places so that body of people who don't even know your name could come into an encounter with the living God where he could go beyond, God could go beyond flannel birds, flannel boards and conversations about someone named Jesus to a God who is in their midst with the full force of heaven because a crew of people have cooperated with him to take back spiritual land. So then the broken can come in and the addicts can come in and come into a greenhouse of God's presence and hit, hit, hit with the mist of his presence. And the reality of God doesn't have to be convinced through conversation. The reality of God is pounded into their beings. You, whoever you are, God knows who. You are being called to be a part of this little company. Little company of heroes. Misfit nobodies. Weaklings in the world's eyes. But in God's eyes, beautiful princes. You are being called together to take back this land. This very ground. We start here. We win the heavens here. And then we go and win the heavens in the next place. That's what I'm calling that's what I'm putting in. When I say terrain, when I say take the land, I'm saying this very land, the central point of conflict, where there is, and I just, some of this is going to be hard for some of you to stomach, but I'm saying you're big boys and girls today, so I'm going to say There is a wicked spirit here with a wicked staff and a two-headed cobra on it. And it's ruled with spiritual power over Jessamine County from this location where you sit. And God's raising up the people who are no longer bound by that spirit and not afraid of that spirit and who will say not in their own strength like the sons of Sceva, but will say with nobility pulled in from the Bryan Station area or wherever you've been gathered from, from Georgia, to be a champion, to dethrone this spirit and start taking back what's been stolen from humanity. Not just from Nicholasville, from humanity. And to start taking back that grain matter that dominates your brains. And it keeps you in a place where you're agreeing with lies 96% of your day. And then feeling great about your prayer time. Come on now. We got to come into something here. Got to come into agreement with God. And there is a way to do that. There is a plan. And it's called taking back the land. So we're going to get Sue style. A few weeks ago, Sue was getting jiggy with it. I wasn't even here, but I listened to that message. We must take back the land. We cannot send it. I'm in She's right. There's stuff for us to do. Jericho's walls must fall. Amen, Sue. Jericho's walls must fall. That serpent staff must be shattered. That wicked spirit must be cast out. But we do it God's way. Just like Joshua had a strategy. We do it God's way. But I am calling together a people. We are already today. Some of you don't even know. We are already today taking active steps. The thing with Matthew... And Zach, it's not random. This is to that vision. Zach's on point here. It's military. He's military every week. And there's more where that's coming from. Taking back the land, okay? All right. Second point. 11 minutes before noon. Feeling good. I take off my Jesus leather jacket. Everything's purpose, okay? Do you know Jesus is not just a boxer? He is a cool kid motorcycle biker. Rider. <laughs> motorcycle bike rider. He'd say much more bad news than I just did. He's bad news. Every punk. 
Who wants to oppose him? But he is coming like a lion to speak a word of authority. And he's riding on his Holy Spirit motorcycle to light it up. I had a friend tell me that when I wore this shirt, it would be a sign that everything's good. Everything's good. The vision is on. 2020, if you can't see, invisible man got a hand on me. Though you don't know me, I'm that bluegrass boy. Heard a cry from the sky, I'ma use that boy. They saying in Detroit, who that new cat boy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just had to dabble for a second. Now, while I'm talking about us doing that corporate thing together, here's the thing I want you to do. I'm going to bring Krista up again. Krista can, well, actually, I'm going to bring, not just bring your name up, I want you to come up. Now, my friend Krista, who, by the way, she was at the end of the fast feast, end of the fast feast this Thursday, and she brought some killer food. I was trying to find out all night who brought those shrimp. I'm like, I feel like I'm at a fancy restaurant. I mean, they weren't just like, you know, shrimp that's de-thawed. I mean, they had like shrimp scampi, like succulent. I mean, they were like swollen, like, you know. <laughs> Look, she is progressing in her spiritual life. <laughs> She's feeling freedom to eat what was once called unclean. In all seriousness, I want to point her out for a second because it's the, the point I'm making here. Krista has cooperated with God's Spirit to progress, progress in possessing the land of Krista. The spiritual territory has been given to her. And firstly, just her own heart, her own body, soul, and spirit. Paul said each one of you should possess yourselves. Learn to possess yourselves. I'm not talking about like, you know, evil possession. How to be a, the, the ruler of your domain, your being. Okay? God is calling each one of you, who for anyone from here, to progress in personal purity. Okay? And I'm not mostly talking about your besetting sins on the outside and your areas of compromise. Yes, God wants to address those. I'm talking more about the internal lies you're agreeing with in your heart and your, heart, in your mind and the unbelief within you. Because that thing makes lust run its nasty course in your life. That thing makes sloth and all the other things that we don't need to name that are a part of us being held back from the fullness of God. God wants to progress you. And he wants you to progress in possessing personal purity. So terrain, start with your terrain. It goes hand in hand with this corporate work. I'm by no means saying that Krista has to have everything perfect before she can participate in the corporate takedown of the spirit. Because I sure would never be able to be on the team. And I don't think you you would be either. But I am saying there's a grace that's flooding into Krista that's a sign of the grace that's being offered to you. Right. And you need to say yes to that grace in order to participate in this corporate taking back your land. So take back your own land. Thank you. And so yes, increase in personal purity, but also increase in what God's vision is for you. And if you don't know what God's vision is, here's one way to start in increasing in your, your, your sphere of the, of the spirit. God, what do you want me to take? For me, goofy as it is, 
Actually, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, if that was grievous to you. As strange as it was to me that several years ago, God speaks to me and says, you're Trav the Rapper. I, I didn't have a need to do something like that. I wasn't like, like you know what, you know, midlife crisis or whatever. It was God who said, this is who you are. And so I said, yes, sir, and I'm, I'm doing it, figuring it out. That's my personal spirit to progress. That's Trav's land. You've got land like that too. And so step one is finding out what is that land. Who are you? And couple it with this. You are certainly called to holiness, which is why I got my jeans on. You're called to be holy. <laughs> Pure, set apart. But take ground. Not just holding the corner saying, I'm so glad I hid myself from the unrighteous things today. I'm so glad that I wore this band. Flick my oh, don't do that. Don't do don't just don't do, but do what he's called you to do. Be who he's called you to be. Be holy, yes. Growing in cleanness before God, but also growing and taking spears. Who are you? Who is Ken Morgan who's retired now? What land is God calling him to take? Well, he starts with building a garage in his backyard because he's like, you know what? We don't have uh, like a, a Holy Spirit atmosphere of car mechanics in this town. So let's, let's build a place where, where God can tabernacle here and we can work on cars. See, that's what I'm talking about. Who knows what God wants to do with that? But there's things for you. You've been Rob from now, 11.55. Call you up in about two and a half minutes, my, my main man, Rob. Appreciate Rob Ray. All right. One other practical thing, information that we're doing on these grounds. Well, actually, I told you. Zach, we're hiring Zach. He's going to be on. That's part of taking the land is hiring Zach to be on point. But you know what? You're welcome. You're welcome to serve in that way. You're welcome to say, hey, try, I'd like to, to do a shift or whatever. I'd like to, or just come and worship. We want more worship and prayer on these grounds. We're going to be worshiping, praying more together. We're going to be making sure it happens. That's why we've got Zach. But more worship and prayer. That's, I know that's what God wants for this year. More worship and prayer on these grounds. All right, Terry for the rain. Look, guys, <laughs> This is something that God has been so clear with me about. And he's had me say it for so many years, and we are so close. But I'm still saying it unapologetically. And there's a stigma to it. And I'm putting myself on the line, because if it doesn't happen, then I'm a wacko whatever. But I'm saying this, and I'm saying it boldly. We are waiting for an outpouring of God's Spirit that is going to blast beyond any efforts that we could ever do. That's what we're doing. That's what this house is. That is the DNA. That's the vision for this year. So let me make it very plain. We are waiting for an Acts 2 shaking of the building. And I can field your theological questions like, now wait a second. The Spirit was already poured out, so why would there be need? Let me just tell you. I could walk you through church history where it's been replayed time and time again. Where God, all throughout the earth, has replayed that because He is the God of more. He doesn't just pour down a shake of building and say, oh, no, you missed your building shake and no more flames. Nope, nope, okay, I'm, I'm out. Sorry, sorry. 2020, no, no, I used to do that before. I don't play like that anymore, kids. What? That's the God we, like, try to pray to. He's like, oh, 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 oh. He's, he's like playing and jumping around. He's a lot more nimble than me. <laughs> he's playing around. He's like, oh, you think, well, you think that Acts 2? You think that Acts 2 was my big show? He's like, oh. Michael, did you hear that? Gabriel, did you hear that? 
They thought Acts 2 was the big one. He said that was a teaser. I'm the God of more. I say the best for last. But if you guys, you guys want to think that you have me trapped into your Bible boxes, say, okay, I'll let you. But I've got some people over here who'll dance with me. This will be a dancing house. We're waiting for a spirit to pour out. Waiting for a spirit to pour out. All right, God. Come play my brother, and I'll give you this. Sorry. Would you mind doing this? Thank you. All right. Now, here's some information. Some of you guys want information. Give me some information. We're going to meet through March in this room. Okay? So through March in this room. Again, it's all up to Holy Spirit change. If he says, here's division, stay to whenever, we, we go with him. Meet through March in this room. And then move in April to the tab. The tabernacle. Tab short tabernacle. And that's where we wait for the adventure to be served to us. We are on adventure serve grounds. And there's an adventure serving. Let me tell you something. I'm going on the line, baby. And I am not led to give you a certain date, but I am going on the line. That we're going to go there and wait. And I love it if we got like really rock before then. Okay, great. Just give us more there. But I'm going on the line that we are going there and we are going to wait for the river wild. We're going to wait for an outpouring of the Spirit that's going to take us upstream and going to take us, when the time is right, to go meet and tabernacle and possess the ground, which is now called Servant Heart Farm, owned by my friend Joe Lycan. This company is going there when the time is right. I don't know exactly what that is, but I do feel that God put in my heart here's more information, specifics, so remember that. In April, we're going to have one meeting at those grounds as a sign of us putting our flag down together saying, Lord, this is the promised land. Right now, we've got to finish taking these, but Lord, here's a little sign of what's to come. And let me just tell you this too. Right now, some more specifics. Unless God changes something, when the time is right, we're going to be meeting in a circus tent out there. I'm not kidding you. That's what I believe the vision is, a circus tent. We'll trick you out, you know what I'm saying? We've got some talented people in here who can recruit Austin's wife will make it look nice and pretty and stuff, you know? Put some of his amazing paintings in there. We've got some of you ladies and got skills. We got I mean, European influence over here. I mean, we can make this place look nice. It's gonna be a bang tent. We got Kim Morgan who can do anything. He's like, yeah, well, you know, here's you. He'll, he'll show us the way. We got an engineer, Paul. I mean, come on. We got, we got what we need. We got Jesus. And Jesus is kind of fond of tents. That's what he said up with Moses. That's what he said up with David. I'm telling that's all they needed. God would fill that thing up so much they couldn't even stand. That's what I'm calling you to be a part of. A community who comes together, whether it's a tabernacle, a tent, or an upper room, where we host the presence of God so thick that we can no longer stand. And you know what? That's going to happen, I believe, physically where we can't stand. But here's the, the, the lesson behind it. We have a lot, including myself, we have a lot of things that we stand for. We stand up and speak our peace here. We stand this. This is what we stand on. And God's like, hey, I'm ready to take a seat and let my son stand. So that no man can stand. No man can stand in this land. Only the man under his hand who is Jesus. 
That's where this tent is going. So, the flood's coming, and it's going to carry us up in time. That's right. And in the meantime, we're ready to, to welcome in Asbury students. We're ready to welcome in Nicholasville folks. We're ready to welcome anyone who God would send to us. And I don't feel led to call for some kind of physical act. There were some times when God called for altar calls down in the, in the tabernacle. And that was a blessing. And there'll probably be more in that time. But here's what I want to say. I've had this number in my head. And I'm saying this number in the context of believing God is, can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or imagine. But this is point blank what I'm asking. I'll make it real clear. I am asking that the Lord would give me 20 I have no prerequisites. I won't have, there's no signature you're going to sign or, you know, paper you're going to sign. I am after the same thing he's after. I'm after your hearts. I'm asking for 20. I'm asking God. I'm asking God. And you can see how it's coming to you. I'm asking God for 20 hearts who actually want to agree and go forward to take this land who actually want to agree and tarry for the rain, who actually want to agree to welcome in the ones he sends you, who actually want to agree to learn the messy and the costly lesson of celebrating and serving together. It's messy. It costs you your own right hand of control and the way you want your Jesus life to be. That's what I'm asking for. And here's the thing. Let me tell you. You see, you, do you feel the freedom? You see what I'm saying That By God's grace, because no man can be free from it without God's help. But by God's grace, there's no poor man mentality in me. Look, look at it. No poor man mentality. There's no manipulation here like, you better sign up to my idea down here. Something bad may happen to you. I don't have anything. I have confidence. I have confidence because this is my... This is my promise from him since I was a young lad, way back. And he's confirmed it again and again that he is going to give me a crew of a few. That we're going to do this thing together and we're going to play this role. And he's never made it so clear for a vision for a year. Like, here's what we're doing. And there's a lot of room for you to get more specific there. But watch. Over the coming months, over this year, God is going to bring an agreement for those who are thinking to say yes. It's like, everything's off the table. It's just like, God, what do you want? He's going to bring an agreement. I won't have to have a recruiting plan. I won't have to have long coffee discussions to convince you. I'm glad to have coffee. I'm glad to unpack what I know. But that's not up to me to assemble this team. That's up to the coach. I'll play my role. I'll be captain on the team. That's what the coach tells me to play. I'll play that role. But he's the one who assembles the team. And I believe that God has 20 for And you know what? If you don't want to agree with that vision, you're still welcome. God bless you. I hope you get rocked with the presence. Not like there's like, if you don't agree, you can't come in. No. You're welcome. But let me tell you this. Just fair warning. It's going to be, there's going to be a distinction. 
It's going to be drawn by the Lord. There's going to be a distinction. Who the, the ones who in their hearts actually say yes to this. Because it's not a span plan. Not a man plan. It's not my vision. It's what he's doing. So those who are humble and actually agreeing with it, humble and going under it, there's going to be a distinction. But there's open arms for anybody who wants to be blessed. There's going to be a difference between the special ops crew. Again, because they're spiritually strong, no, it's the weak ones. Who's willing to be weak? Who's willing to be humble? Who's willing to say yes? So here's the call for the vision. And I'm just going to let Rob play, play, or play and I'm going to pray. And I want you just to open your heart up and see what he might be saying to you about his vision for you. See what he might be saying to you about your part to play in being a part of the hero crew who takes down the punks who've been ruling this land. Father, I thank you for giving me grace to say what I had to say today. And uh, Lord, I thank you for these people. These are precious people. Lord, I just bless each one of these people to receive straight from you, God. That's their destiny, to receive straight from you. You're their shepherd. You're their shepherd. Lord, I give these people into your hands. Lord, shepherd these people. Shepherd these people. You said that you're a good shepherd. Be the shepherd so that they lack nothing. I pray, God, just a, a grace of your kindness would just come over their souls right now. I pray that a, a grace would come into their hearts of enlightenment to what you're saying, what you're showing them. And a peace would just come to them. And Lord, I just officially welcome whoever so will, whosoever will, to take the land, to take the terrain. I welcome who, whosoever will to tarry for the rain, whatever it looks like, however long it takes. I welcome, Lord, whoever will open their arms to teach the Asbury Remnant and the Nicholasville Remnant. I welcome whoever so will to learn from you how to celebrate and serve together. Free to move and minister, free to write, to pray, to sing.